This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Stu does America. Christmas time is here. Oh, it's kind of close. Uh, you got to get your Christmas shopping done, at least, and do it at stewdoesmerch.com. We've got anyone but Biden. We've got Bidenomics Strikes Back. We've got Santifa Claus. All available with the code STU10 at 10% off. StuDoesMerch.com. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and like the videos. Hit the bell for reminders. Do all the things. We appreciate it. Jason Buttrell is here to break down Israel's latest moves against Hamas. Gavin Newsom may have done a, at least a surface clean on San Francisco, but the rot underneath remains. I'll tell you what happened. But we start by doing the D.C. money faucet. Yes, the faucet always is churning out and just blowing cash. It's making it rain all the time for congressmen all across the country. It's a wonderful process that doesn't victimize you at all. Everything's great for you. Um, this is a bizarre, bizarre time we live in. And I, I honestly look at the news today and I'm so utterly disgusted by everybody in Washington, D.C. Like the surf, Gavin Newsom needs to bring his power washers over to D.C. for a little bit and just clean everybody off because everyone's just scummy. Everyone's got grime and scum all over them. It really is repulsive at this point. Let me walk through some of the day's developments. Uh, most Americans in uh, a new poll say that Congress shouldn't use government shutdown to bargain. And this, of course, is what's fueling the money faucet to continue to flow no matter what is going on, completely separate from all of the financial problems that we have. Three quarters of Americans, 75 percent, came out against shutdown brinksmanship in the poll, a strategy that led to the federal government's first extension at the end of September, avoiding a funding lapse by just hours. Roughly 23 percent believe using a shutdown as a uh, wager is acceptable. When broken down by party, Republicans were more than twice as likely, 37 percent to Democrats, 18 percent to say a shutdown could be used to bargain. Of course, it's been used by both parties for a million years. It used to be something that was done all the time. Sometimes it goes through cleanly. Sometimes it gets bar- you know, people going back and forth and bargaining. It's not that big of a deal either way. If Senate negotiations break down and the government does shut down despite attempts at a deal, nearly half of Americans said they would blame Republicans. About 49 percent said they would blame the GOP. 43 percent said they would blame President Biden or Democrats more broadly. I mean, what that tells you nothing. Uh, 49, 43 basically says people are v- saying the other side is responsible. There's no real indication uh, as to uh, who would be blamed in the end. Despite the low faith in Congress, a strong majority believe that government can work if used effectively. About 69 percent of respondents said the politi- U.S. political system can work fine. And it's really just members of Congress themselves that are the problem. Now, this is one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard in my entire life. Number one. A strong majority still believe that government can work if used effectively. Well, yeah, if it's used effectively, I guess it can work, but it's not used effectively. They show no capability of using it effectively, so it can't work. And if actually 69 percent of this country believes government at some point is going to work, we're all freaking dreaming. Okay, we are screwed beyond belief if that's actually what the American people believe. Now, it is I will give you one little disclaimer here. And this is an important one, though, one I don't want to spend all that much time on because I'm more angry today than anything else. But yes, the GOP has very little power here. 
it's true. They don't have much leverage. They have only the House. They don't have the Senate. They don't have the presidency. They certainly don't have the media, and uh, they don't have many of our institutions, but they don't have all that much power. What can the House actually do here? They can push really hard and look to try to potentially threaten a shutdown. Maybe they'll get some concessions. In fact, Republicans tried to pass a bill with all sorts of different demands for funding cuts, but that was derailed by the same people who then went after the Speaker to remove him. Um, so, okay, fine, you know, you want to do that? That's fine. It's within your rights as a congressman. Um, but at the end of the day, they don't have that much power. What they can basically do is stop the worst instincts of the Biden administration, block his bills. That's good. They can investigate, which they've done a relatively decent job on, and they can try to push things through bit by bit, piece by piece, around the fringes when they can. That's really all they're going to be able to do here. So we should not come into this thinking they're going to get a, you know, a Calvin Coolidge-style cut of the federal government. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen even when they have full power, but certainly it's not going to happen in the certain situation they are in it uh, right now. But I will say, that's the only disclaimer I'm giving today, because I'm pissed off more than anything else. This is not how our government should run. We're supposed to have a budget. We're supposed to do things the right way. Instead, they pass these continuing resolutions, which basically mean you know, continuing. They're continuing the crappy policies of the past that got us into this uh, trouble in the first place. It's basically saying rubber stamp Nancy Pelosi's agenda from years ago. And uh, we'll all get united and say, oh, this is going to be great. The Republicans don't get anything out of this. We just push the, you know, push the or kick the, uh, the ball down the road a little bit and, or kick the can, I guess, down the road is the popular popular proper analogy. Um, I can't speak today. Um, but I will say it's pretty frustrating to watch this happen in real time. House did pass a two-tiered stopgap bill to avert shutdown. Now, this is Mike Johnson, as Speaker of the House, pushing through a continuing resolution. He did do a couple technical things that don't make much of a difference. He divided it into two pieces is the main part of that. But basically, this is the exact same thing that was pushed through by Kevin McCarthy that caused all the problems in the first place. Johnson's continuing resolution faced serious opposition from members of the House Freedom Caucus and their allies, and 93 Republicans ended up voting against the bill. All but two Democrats backed the uh, bill, uh, pushing the total to 336 to 95, and meaning the two-thirds standard needed to pass bills under the suspension of the rules. Now, I will note that the big controversy with Kevin McCarthy was the exact, basically the exact same bill being pushed through the exact same way, except McCarthy got a couple more votes. Um, so the complaint against McCarthy was supposedly, we were told over and 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 over again, it was not personal, no, no, no. This was a constitutional principle. We were upset that they were passing this with Democratic votes. Well, even more Democratic votes uh, were needed here for this particular uh, vote. And should you be surprised at all? I mean, no one tells you the truth. Every single person in there, I swear, just lies to you constantly. And it's so frustrating. It's, it's like you, you wonder why people don't care about politics. You wonder why they get wrapped up in everything else and don't care about the future of our country, why they don't care about the things that are truly important, because these people constantly are manipulating you and then getting reelected. I mean, it's hard to care, frankly, after watching this stuff. And the way they sold this particular, I mean, you want to talk about ballsy. The way they sold this continuing resolution, which again, with, is passing Nancy Pelosi's priorities without any pushback at all. That's what the Republicans are in the middle of doing right now. That's what they're doing. That's with Mike Johnson, the new guy, doing the same thing that the old guy did. Now, the reason they're saying this is a good thing for you, a good thing for conservatives, is what? They are saying, well, 
if we don't pass this uh, until January or February, what's going to happen is there might be a government shutdown or even a shorter term pass, passing. And then the Congress is going to be around voting about Christmas. Uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, right around Christmas break starting. And the, these congressmen will vote for this is, by the way, not my argument, their argument that these congressmen will vote for anything around Christmas time because they all want to go home for Christmas vacation. This is their argument. They're admitting to this. They're saying we're protecting you by passing Nancy Pelosi's priorities for a couple months. Why? Because if we don't, our members are going to vote for anything because they want to go on Christmas vacation. And you think, how could they possibly be admitting that, right? Like that is a pathetic thing to say about yourself, that you're so disengaged and so working at the absolute opposite side of the spectrum of what government representatives are supposed to do, that they will prioritize their vacation over hundreds of billions of dollars. And you say, how can you possibly admit to something like that? Well, you admit to something like that when the reality is actually worse. And the truth here is that they don't care at all about what would be happening in December because the reason they're passing this now is because they can go on Thanksgiving vacation and not have to do damn near anything until January. They want to take all their time off and get to their Christmas parties and go to their school plays and go meet their mistress at the uh, whatever whatever they're going to fly overseas to go see their mistress or whatever the hell they're planning for Christmas vacation. All of this going on while we get the shaft in a big, big way. This is how this works. This is, again, the exact same thing they threw McCarthy out for. And of course, that was never true. It was never true that they threw him out because of McCarthy and his continuing resolution. If it was, they'd be making a big, big stink about it now. But they're not making a big stink about it now because it had nothing to do with that. This, of course, was something completely different, something much more personal, honestly. Uh, it was a personal situation, largely started up because, you know, look, I'm not a Kevin McCarthy fan. I don't want him to be Speaker of the House. I didn't want him to win. I don't really care about Kevin McCarthy whatsoever. I also don't care about almost anybody in Washington anymore, frankly. I'm pretty much down to the bottom barrel. There's almost no one I care about anymore. Matt Gates doesn't like Kevin McCarthy. That's his right. He doesn't have to like Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy doesn't like Matt Gates. That's their right. He doesn't I don't have to like Matt Gates. I don't care who you like and who you don't like. But this was obviously so blatantly personal. This was a personal thing where Gates doesn't like McCarthy because McCarthy let a uh, an ethics investigation go against Gates years, uh, you know, or not, I guess a, a while ago. And, uh, you know, Gates didn't like it. And honestly, I can understand Gates not liking it. But this is just pathetic. We all, they all came out here and talked and blah, 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 spending, spending, spending. None of them meant it at all. None of them cared about it at all. This is what actually happens. Now, someone like Chip Roy, who is one of the very few people I actually like in Congress, honestly, at this point, who is consistent about this and try to push through actual cuts. A lot of the people who voted to get McCarthy out voted against the plan that actually did cut spending. Voted against it. None of this makes any sense if you're being consistent. Let me go into this. This is from The Hill. Weeks ago, Gates led a group of eight Republicans who joined with Democrats to oust McCarthy from the speakership, in part because of how he pushed through a continuing resolution with the help of Democrats. But the same members who rose up against McCarthy were much more forgiving 
of Johnson's very similar move, even as they lament the latest two-step CR that did not include spending cuts or set up the House to extract conservative policy concessions from the Senate or the White House. Everybody gets a mulligan. Oh, everybody gets a mulligan, said Matt Gates, who voted against the continuing resolution. So he gets to vote against it and act like, oh, well, it's all about, about, about spending this whole time. That's why I voted against it. I'm a very serious person doing very serious things. But of course, he's not being consistent at all. And look, I don't care. He doesn't like Kevin McCarthy. Come out and say it. Say you think he's a jerk. Say you think he's overweight. Say you think he doesn't have the vertical you need for the congressional basketball team. Whatever it is that is actually the reason, just say that. Don't give us yet another speech about how much everybody cares about spending when no one actually cares about spending. There was a time in Washington where there were some people who actually gave a crap about this. Uh, Now, I will say when they got into office, a lot of times they stopped caring about it. So was it real? Eh, Most of the time, the answer to that was no. But it did at least serve a bit of a purpose, which is when you had two parties and one was saying we should spend spend more and the other one was saying we should spend less. And then when they got into office, the one that was saying they spent less would spend more, but not as much as the other party. At least we would restrain spending. Now we have lost all parties who care about spending. No one seems to care at all. We're in a constant debt-a-palooza and no one gives a crap whatsoever. It really is uh, pathetic. Now, look, this is not a knock necessarily against Mike Johnson, who did just get the job. I don't have anything against Mike Johnson. My guess is he'll probably be about the same speaker as Kevin McCarthy. Seems like we just wasted a couple of weeks doing what, whatever we do uh, here uh, when we were trying to get new donations and get on TV and podcasts a lot. So whatever. OK, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Uh, Mike Johnson will probably be just fine uh, as a speaker of the House. I'm not here to bash him. And of course, the media is here to bash him. They've now made him out to be the big boogeyman before it was Kevin McCarthy. Now he's gone. Now Mike Johnson's the worst guy in the world. Their newest attack against him is he's a Christian nationalist. Speaker Mike Johnson says separation of church and state is a misnomer. Now, NBC News going pretty far there to just Quote him and leave it open, right? What does he mean by that? Does he mean only Christians can be U.S. citizens? Who knows? We don't know. It's hard to know. Uh, Liberal blogs, of course, went a lot farther than that. It's just straight out saying he was a Christian nationalist. Now, you listen to the Glenn Beck program probably. He's on next, by the way. Uh, You will uh, appreciate his program later tonight. It's a big one. Uh, But the Blaze TV, uh, you've probably heard a lot of the stuff about the... uh, the founding documents and what role separation of church and state played in it. It was from a letter. I believe it was Thomas Jefferson wrote a letter where he mentioned separation of church and state. It was not an official document. It was never part of the founding. I mean, immediately one of the first things our government did would have was have a congressional prayer after the country was founded. There's all sort. I mean, religion is throughout the founding, and everyone knows we were founded on Judeo-Christian principles. Um, but set that aside for a second. What is the vision of Mike Johnson? Does he really want Christian nationalism? Here's the quote that's lighting the liberal blogosphere on fire. Mike Johnson talking to CNBC. Listen, faith, our deep religious heritage and tradition is a big part of what it means to be an American. Uh When the founders set this system up, they wanted a vibrant expression of faith in the public square because they believed that uh, a general moral consensus and virtue was necessary to maintain this grand experiment in self-governance that we created, a government of, by, and for the people. We don't have a king in charge. We don't have a middleman. So we've got to keep morality amongst us so that we have accountability. Mm -hmm. And so they they wanted faith to be a big part of that. The the separation of church and state is a a misnomer. People misunderstand. 
understand it. Of course, it comes from a phrase that was in a letter that Jefferson wrote. It's not in the Constitution. And what he was explaining is they did not want the government to encroach upon the church, not that they didn't want principles of faith to have influence on our public life. It's exactly the opposite. Washington said, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. And John Adams mm -hmm. came next and he said, our Constitution is made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. They mm -hmm. knew that it would be important to maintain our system. And that's why I think we need more of that. Not an establishment of any national religion, but we need everybody's vibrant expression of faith because it's such an important part of who we are as a nation. Everything he said there was true. Everything he said there was true. All of it. All the references to the founders, it's all true. This is exactly how our country was founded and it's the, how our country was set up. And yet, the left can't deal with that. They have to go after him and call him names and say he wants to basically you know, churn out a new uh, handmade style theocracy. That's not what he's saying there at all. You listen to the comments and obviously in context, it's blatantly obvious what he's saying. It is a mis It did come from a letter. Read the, the words of our founding fathers. It's blatantly obvious to anyone who would bother to look. But of course, that's quite the qualifier on that statement now, isn't it? Because no one bothers to look. No one cares. I'm glad Mike Johnson actually brought this up and actually covered this accurately. That's an important thing. The left is going to do what the left is going to do. What they did, if you, in case you're concerned, um, in all these articles and blogs was to just stop the quote. Just say, oh, it was, it was a misnomer and then not let him go on with any of his explanations. Um, that is a typical tactic of the left, exactly what you would expect. But it's exactly what you'd expect from Republicans at this point, too, isn't it? I mean, I, when it comes to the spending, over and over again, we go down this road, and over and over again, they do the same thing and act like they're going to change things next time. Next time, it's going to change. Next time, it's going to be different. Next time, it's going to change. It's not going to change. I mean, these the same people keep going back to do the same jobs and do the same things to us over and over and over and over again, and we sit here looking like we're going to expect a different result. I don't think you do. I certainly don't at this point. I expect the same result. But can we at least be honest about it? It would be just so much better if we could just have these people stand up and say, yeah, you know, I'm kind of out here. Out, I'm out here for myself today. Really looking to get on, uh, on that vacation as quick as possible. Uh, really want to get the fundraising up so I can uh, keep this job for as long as possible and go out to nice dinners and cocktail parties and get liquored up and find the D.C. hooker that I'm uh, so far in love with. That sort of thing. You know, and honestly, later on, we will give you the B.S. about the Constitution or whatever it is you people need to hear to press the button that says R next to it. But beyond that, let's be honest about it. I'm out here for me. You're out here for God only knows what. I don't listen to you. So don't worry about it. That is basically the speech I, I need to hear. I would like someone, maybe someone will run with that because at least, at the very least, we wouldn't be getting lied to our face uh, over and over and over again. And that would be something that at least would be a slight positive change. Let me tell you about Miracle Made Bed Sheets. Winter is here, and if you're having trouble finding the perfect temperature for sleeping, then you need silver infused bed sheets by Miracle Made. These were inspired by NASA. Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. 
Miracle-Made sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them clean and fresh three times longer than other sheets. Miracle-Made sheets are luxuriously comfortable. And without the high price tag of other luxury brands, Miracle-Made sheets are also the perfect gift for your spouse. We're getting into Christmas. we got all the stuff coming up. What a great gift. Uh, an incredible pair, uh, set of sheets is. Uh, and honestly, you know, who doesn't want to sleep in great sheets? I mean, everybody does. So go to trymiracle.com slash do. Get these sheets today. Plus, you'll save 40%. And if you use the promo code stew at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an additional 20%. It's trymiracle.com slash stew. Trymiracle.com slash stew for miracle-made bed sheets. The promo code is stew at trymiracle.com slash stew. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Let's bring in Jason Buttrell, head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck, noted Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, Jason, welcome to the program, even Thanks. though it hurts me to say that if you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah, well, we kind of did kind of well uh, last week. Yeah. It, it's you, amazing you, when the other team doesn't really have a defense or an offense. <laughs> We're amazing. If you do what? Uh, look, two of the last three games of the season for the Eagles are against the Giants. So I'm really hoping uh, that, that, that Tommy DeVito games. is still there at quarterback. That's what I'm hoping. Um, okay, let's talk about um, slightly more important things. Uh, there's a major rally in, uh, in D.C., Pro-Israel rally. This is kind of the first big pro-Israel rally we've had since October 7th here in the United States. Lots of Palestinian ones. We'll get to those in a second. Uh, but 290,000 plus estimated to be there. Massive crowd. It really was an impressive event and a little different than some of the pro-Palestinian rallies. A little bit, yeah. We saw Fetterman there, uh, surprised me, draped in the Israeli flag. That's, um, he's been really interesting through this. I don't know what to make of it, honestly. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, but I mean, that's the one thing we can't agree with him on, I mm -hmm. guess, on this on this issue. We didn't see Biden or Kamala there, which was very disappointing, um, but not surprising also. But yeah, uh, very, very different. Um, all of the Hamas rallies or the Palestinian rallies, it's clearly they're doing those rallies out of rage. Yeah. Um, the Israelis have more reason to be rageful right now than anyone in the world. More reason. And they went there and, you know, in love and peace, which really is a testament to, you know, Jewish people and the people that are supporting Israel. I saw a, a breakout of the American national anthem, mm. which should be standard fare really for any of these rallies, right? You'd think, yeah. number one, you'd think maybe the people who are in America and American citizens actually like the country. But even if you don't, you feel like it would be a good thing to make it seem like you did, right? Like you'd want to break out in the national anthem. And yet I have not seen that at one of the pro-Palestinian rallies. It seems yeah. more like anger and hatred toward the United States. Yeah, well, for sure. And I think there's more Jews in the United States than there actually are in Israel, which is just mm. a shocking, uh, you know, statistic. I think that's probably, they're probably the only, you know, you know, group in the world that has like the majority of their people outside their own country. Mm. And, you know, you just, you, you, the, the entire purpose for Israel is to protect Jews. Um, the people that are in Israel right now, I mean, I, I can't imagine, I, I guess the, 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 the better point is where do Jews feel, feel safe right now? Um, a vast amount of Jews in the United States 
you're seeing, you know, violence against Jews on college campuses. I wouldn't if 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 I if, if I'm Jewish and one of my kids is in is in college, I don't want them on on the campus mm. right now. God, I, I'm holding them back. It's just it's dangerous. Um, when you mentioned that they have their this is the first major rally. Uh, when you said that, I was like, I, that's just so depressing, really. Yeah. That it it took an effort like this to get a major rally. But Palestine and Hamas can get a rally every other day in any you know major progressive hellhole in the country. Uh, yeah, what do you so what do you make of that? Because if you were to say like let's just broaden it even from just Palestinians to Muslims as a whole, and you compare that to Jewish uh, people in America as a whole, there's more Jews in America, right? I think if you look at the polls, overwhelmingly people support Israel uh, still, even even with all the crazy stuff on the left, you, the people support Israel at a much higher percentage than are going to uh, take the side of Hamas in this war. Uh, why is it? Is Why hasn't there been this sort of outpouring of rallies and, and showings of support to Israel in this country? I saw, uh, um, I'll, I'll answer your question, but I want to I set this set it up with this. I saw a video that just cracked me up on Twitter the other day, <laughs> yesterday or the day before, and it was this uh, woman that was just screaming from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, just screaming it. And so this guy who was a, I think he was a conservative activist, he just walked up to her and started interviewing her. And he goes, you keep saying that, what river are you talking about? She goes, and she just looked at him with this dumb look like, <laughs> and then she goes, from the river to the sea, Palestine, like all maniacal crazy. And he's like, yeah, but what river? Yeah. And she could not. And so mm-hmm. finally she goes, you know what? I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna answer you. We were told not to engage. These kids don't do not know. Most of the uh, people in the world uh, that are that are attending these rallies have no freaking clue what this issue is even about. We're gonna play a uh, a video tonight on a uh, Glenn show. It's of one of the biggest radical progressive wackos. Her name's Judith Baker, mm. and uh, she's like, you know. Radical feminism, radical LGBTQ, ra- radical everything, mm-hmm. and um, she's talking. I think at a college campus, and she's she actually says Hamas and Hezbollah are quote part of the global progressive left movement. What progressive uh, left? No, you can't even say any of those things no. about them. But this is what's being this is the crap being taught to kids right now. They're told that this is a progressive issue, that this is a left-wing uh, issue, you know, Hamas, Hezbollah, all, all those, uh, you know, uh, other organizations. They're terror groups, but kids don't even know. They're just getting fed this from their professors or the people that instruct their professors. And so they run around and shout from the river to the sea. They don't even know what the Jordan River is. It's, mm. it's just ridiculous. It's fascinating to watch the political alignment here because, like, in a way, you'd almost figure that the sides would be reversed. Like the left, who is constantly talking about LGBTQ um, issues. Well, the Jews are very friendly to those types of issues. I mean, we went through a poll of Jewish American voters recently that showed that like, you know, 80% support for abortion uh, among Jewish voters. Like all these left-wing causes are very highly rated among Jewish voters, with the exception of the Orthodox community. Really, it's the only one that conservatives really make any inroads in at all when it comes to Jewish voters. And on the other side, you have a group of people on the Muslim uh, part uh, side of the scale that are entirely against LGBTQ issues, right? They, they wouldn't even consider it. It would be laughable. They, people are getting executed in these countries for even coming out of the closet, right? <laughs> and somehow the left is aligning with them. It doesn't make any sense at all. No, it makes no sense. I mean, if you just actually, if you go to Israel, uh, I think they're the, they're the only country in the Middle East that has pride parades during Pride Month. They're the only country in the Middle East. Mm. Um, 
it's not uncommon at all to see, you know, gay or lesbian people out and about, you know, if you walk, even, even walking around Jerusalem. I mean, it's not, not uncommon there either. Um, if you go and, and if you just purely on politics, you hear about some of those like kibbutzes that were attacked uh, on October 7th. Do you know what those are? They're like communist communes, basically. They're communes, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. socialist communes. Yeah. And they're everywhere out there. I remember uh, me and uh, Dan Andros were driving around there. And we were like, what's that? What's that? And they're like, oh, these are those, uh, you know, these uh, socialist communes. And we were like, what? Like, seriously, that's a thing? Yeah. It's, 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 mm-hmm. uh, Jews and Israelis are very sympathetic to, to left-wing issues. Um, but the global progressive left does not... Acknowledge that it makes no sense. It's funny too. We, we often make it the point of like, oh well, if you, you you love these you know queers for Palestine, try going to Palestine and see what that would be like. But we actually have a really specific real life example of this, which are these communes you're talking about. These people were there, that close to Gaza, largely to support Gaza, yeah. to help bring these people over, to try to fight for their freedom, to go into these areas to help them. They did this constantly, and they were rewarded with being decapitated yeah. and raped and murdered. Yeah. And the, the, the kids that were there are the same. They're, they're the ones that have been told this progressive lie, you know, their entire lives. But that, is, that shows you the true motivations behind what the left, like people like Black Lives Matter, they've adopted the, you know, Gaza, you know, Hamas issue. They don't give a crap about the people. No. Is people what they care about? Look what they're turning a blind eye to, what happened to Israelis. They don't care. But progressivism, you know, shows its true colors in this. They don't care about the people. People are tools. They're to be used. They're not individuals. They're just merely props to be used in whatever agenda they're pursuing. That's it. Hmm. Um, let's talk about the actual conflict as it's, uh, as it's you know, uh, moving along here. We had this sort of movement here on, in America where first the AOC and the Rashida Tlaibs of the world immediately jumped, jumped against Israel. And we're seeing the slow transition of the, I don't know, middle of the Democratic Party, which to me is still super far left, but the middle of the Democratic Party, if you want to say Joe Biden is there, you're starting to see him, they're still doing some things that are supportive of Israel and also counseling them on don't be too mean to those Gazans. They're starting to talk down to them. They're starting to do other things on the other side. A lot of this relates to the propaganda that has been released by Hamas, where they're saying Israel's attacking these hospitals. They're going, they're getting close to a hospital now. They're now sort of engaging with this area. Why is it important for Israel to go to this particular hospital, and how does this play out for them? So the Shifa Hospital, it's the largest hospital um, in the area. It's like a big compound. And um, underneath the Shifa hospitals is, I think it is the main command and control uh, you know, structure, bunker, tunnel system for Hamas. Um, the IDF released a, uh, a graphic that showed that. I think we showed this like in a couple of weeks ago in, on Glenn's show, but it's insane. Uh, the tunnels go beneath the hospital. Um, they open up to barracks. They open up to uh, command rooms where, you know, they have full, you know, uh, uh, you know, communications with their soldiers all over the battlefields. And these tunnels are sprawling. They spread out all over the place. It's nuts. I will, I will, so it's very important for, for Israel to lock this specific part down. It's also important for them to do it very surgically. Mm. Um, because, yeah, they, they, they can't just go in and, and take that hospital out. There are, there's legitimate, you know, medical things so it's happening. It's a legitimate there. hospital. It's not just a front. It, they're just also dual use here. Yeah, basically. so, well, I mean, 
I hesitate to say it's not a front. They are, they are caring for people, but you know the, the Hamas is the are the people that can do the health ministry there at the hospital mm -hmm. are Hamas. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that control it. Mm -hmm. So if there's there's it's just it's muddied. You know, no matter how right. you look at it. But there is like uh, you know some kid with uh, right. cancer is in right, that right. hospital. It's not like right. completely a front. Like you wouldn't just bomb the hospital because there'd be right. a lot of innocent people there. Yeah. But when it is utilized as a dual use facility where they do these things that might be positive, but also are heading the military. I mean, in, correct me if I'm wrong here, but international law says it's no longer a protected facility. If you're putting your command and control at a hospital, that hospital is a command and control center, no longer a hospital as far as international law. Right. I, you know, I, I was looking up things, I think it was yesterday or earlier today, because um, I, th I thought it was ludicrous how even still today they're saying, well, you know, the IDF says that this headquarters is underneath and there's tunnels underneath the hospitals. Uh, you go back all throughout the years, and that's always they always uh, label that as disputed in, in the media. Right, right. This is not disputed in any way possible. Uh, in 2016, uh, Bill Clinton said what he's not supposed to say. He was talking to a group of, I think he was at a university, and some people asked him about this. And he said that he called Hamas smart. He, he, didn't, he wasn't giving them a compliment. He was like, they're smart. Because every time they fire a rocket, they run to places like hospitals and schools to make sure that when the retaliation happens, either it doesn't happen or when it does happen, civilians get killed. Mm -hmm. Uh, he even mentions in that speech how he negotiated with them to fully, you know, hand over Gaza to them, um, like 96% of the West Bank fully, like no Israel presence at all. But they turned it down. Uh, they're not, they don't care about that. They, they want from the river to the sea. Yeah. They, they don't want two states. They want one Palestinian state there. Mm. Um, I will say, though, that this invasion into Gaza I did not expect the way this has turned out. Okay. If you Why? look at aerial photographs of Gaza, it is a, it, urban combat for militaries is the most feared combat there is. Sure. Um, Russia started doing a little bit of urban combat, com, uh, combat and they got the crap beat out of them and had to retreat back into eastern Ukraine. It's scary. Um, I've been in it myself in, in Afghanistan. Um, it's very bloody, um, very dangerous, but we're not seeing that play out right now in Gaza. Hmm. So I don't know what Hamas is doing. Either it was, you know, a, a crazy miscalculation on their part on how they could defend Gaza, or there was a big time mistake on their end, or maybe Iran told them to pull back, hide, and let things cool down. Yeah. I'm not sure. But it should have been a lot worse than it is right now. I mean, because basically, it could still happen, obviously. But, yeah, but yeah. the IDF is, un, uh, for all intents and purposes, ha is under full control of Gaza. Mm. The only thing, uh, nor and, northern Gaza. Yeah, uh, yeah mm -hmm. on top of the, on, on the surface. Yeah, below, below are the tunnels that's still going on. That's where Hamas is right now. So I'm just assuming they're just waiting down there, you know, waiting for the IDF to come down, and that's when it's going to start. Is it possible but, that a lot of them went south with the refugees oh, absolutely. and are just going to wait and hang out until this blows over and then start attacking again? Exactly the reason yeah. why Egypt and Jordan said, uh-uh, you yeah. ain't coming into this country. Yeah. Um, I know we're running super late here, but let me ask you one more, because you brought this up, and it, it's been eating at me the last couple of days. And this may get me kicked off, the, off, off Blaze TV. I will say this may be the last segment you ever see on Blaze TV right now. I hate to say this out loud. Is this a Rangers question? <laughs> no, no. No, it's not Rangers. It's not Cowboys related. Hillary Clinton's been pretty good on this. 
I mean, if you watch her on The View, she explains to the buffoons over at The View exactly what happened, like legitimately what happened with Israeli history. Uh, this is hurting me. I'm having a heart. I'm having a heart palpitations. <laughs> I can tell. She's come out and written op-eds trying to convince people. Actually, no. Israel is the are the good guys here. She hasn't been perfect, but like way better than I would have expected. What the hell is going on? So, so that's similar to what you heard from Bill Clinton. They, they've all tried this in the past. They've all gone down this road as well. Mm. Um, they like to point out that you know they, they've negotiated for a bet, you know, for the situation to be better, you know, in Israel and Gaza and the West uh, Judea Samaria as well, and they failed. Um, there's probably there's not going to be a solution until you know Hamas is out of Gaza. There's just not going to be. Probably not even Fatah and the Palestinian Authority as well. Right. I I, I, I just I just don't see it. But yeah, the, the the left knows the struggle as well. They they they've fought for, maybe had some preconceived you know uh, you know ideas that they thought you know were you know some utopian plan that all of a sudden peace would hit right and they know that's just not possible mm. there's no I'm, way that they can you know deny that without you know acknowledging everything they've tried to do in the past which you know utterly failed but you know i, I think that's where it comes from i am surprised she's admitting it though right like i mean she could hide no one's going to ask her what her opinion is honestly she's she could be she could not go on television she has been actually pretty out Wordly talking about the right things, I think, when it comes to this. I mean, again, why can't she just hide? I, I, why I, is she that would still be better. Speaking? No, yeah, that well, would just be better. It would be nice. I noticed you did not come along and say that she said anything positive. You, you're I will protecting your far. career, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's smart. I, I hear the security people actually <laughs> coming through now. <laughs> uh, Jason Butcherly is head writer and researcher for Glenn Beck. Big show coming up tonight. Make sure you don't miss this. It's on right after this program. If you're watching on Blaze TV or maybe on Pluto TV, uh, make sure to check that out. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the show, Jason. You bet. After saying something mildly positive about Hillary Clinton, I better nail this realestateagentsitrust.com commercial because this is Glenn's company and uh, I'm probably on the outs anyway here. Uh, but I will say, uh, you know, when you talk about finding a good real estate agent, you really have no, uh, no way to do it, at least before realestateagentsitrust.com. You'd look at ads. You maybe hopefully know someone who is in the business and maybe you can kind of connect with them. But a lot of times it was one of those things where it was treated like everyone, anyone can be a real estate agent. Anyone can go through and do this, this paperwork. It's not a big deal. Pick someone you know so they get the commission. That'll be nice. Well, it's your biggest financial transaction and you shouldn't be just trusting that to some random, um, you know, bus, uh, you know, ad or uh, some friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. You need to find the right person in your area and realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. No matter where you live in the country, whether you're buying a home, whether you're selling a home, it's a free service to you. Why not take advantage of it? It's realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com, brought to you by Hillary Clinton. Well, Texas legislators have taken a strange step uh, in a bizarre vote. Uh, they are approving a bill allowing police to arrest people who cross the border illegally. Now, this would make illegal immigration a crime. What are they doing? I mean, what a weird thing to do. Like, that's like saying a crime is a crime. A crime is now illegal. I mean, can we come to some sort of sane place where we could all agree that criminal activity is legal? That's 
the normal standard we have in this country, but Texas apparently going another direction. I may have to move. I may have to move across the border now to, I don't know, uh, New Mexico, because there are some sane policies over there. I don't know what they're doing here in Texas. It's a disgrace. It truly is. I mean, arresting people for illegally crossing the border. What do they think of next? You know, uh, dr putting drug dealers in prison? I mean, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Okay, uh, Czech journalists. How about people who, who mug others? Can they go to prison too? Because, I mean, that's crazy as well. Uh, over in San Francisco, Czech journalists who are covering the Asian summit in San Francisco were robbed at gun gunpoint. So really living the full San Francisco experience, hopefully on their way to the police car, they were able to slip in some human feces. Uh, and then that, that really gave them the real full taste of what America is today. Congratulations uh, to people from coming from the Czech Republic. Um, Joe Biden is, of course, in the meeting with uh, Xi Jinping. This doesn't make you nervous at all, does it? This complete buffoon of a president that we have talking to uh, President Xi, I have no confidence that he will actually do the right thing. But again, he's uh, he's going to be he's fine for four more years, guys. I mean, he's sure he's in his 80s, but and he can't find his way off stage most of the time. But everything's totally cool. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Now, of course, people have noticed this. And when you have an 88 year old or 81 year old who's running for president, how do you solve that? Well, you can go with a Republican who's 77, uh, or you can go with the uh, other Democrat who might want to run, who's, I think, 79, Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin says he absolutely would consider a presidential run, which is incredible news. Um, it's kind of like the poor kid who's like, I absolutely would consider your invitation to the prom. Uh, I, if you if I'm asked, I will absolutely consider. Are you asking? Are you saying or are you, who's saying that? Are you saying that? Who's asking me to the prom? Because I will consider going to the prom with you. I'm not going to say yes, because that would seem desperate. But of course, I would consider it. This is look. Joe Manchin is not going to become president of the United States. I think we all understand that. The question is, will they try to launch another a fourth party essential candidate, essentially candidate, because you got RFK kind of doing the third position now. And of course, you have these, the Libertarian and all the other parties that are still in existence. But then you get a fourth one in there with the, uh, what is it, the No Labels Party. That's what he's going to look for. Uh, my guess is there's no way that happens unless they run a Republican they think will take votes from Donald Trump. But we will see. Let me tell you about Jace Daily. It's from Jace Medical, the same company that brought you the Jace case. Jace, Medi Jace uh, Daily is a subscription service, basically, that allows you to get like 12 months of a backup supply of your prescription medications. It's a great idea. Are you? I was at the uh, pharmacy today. I had to pick up a subscription. They had texted me like 912 times. Hey, your subscription's still here. Your prescription's still here. Your prescription's still here. And I get it. I, need to, I, mean, I mean to go get it, and I will eventually, but it's a hassle. I like the idea of just getting a big supply of the medications that I know I'm going to be taking every day or routinely, uh, get that out of the way. And of course, you have a big backup. So in case supply chains go down, you have a long-term supply uh, in case of emergency. Your order is reviewed by a certified healthcare professional and delivered straight to your door. So be prepared medically for an emergency. Go to jacemedical.com right now. Subscribe to Jace Daily. If you use the promo code Stu, you can get a big discount on your order. It's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E medical.com. Subscribe to Jace Daily. It's jacemedical.com. Get the best in conservatives merch for, you know, when you're talking about uh, Christmas coming up, you got some conservative in your life that you actually like. 
don't don't worry about the ones you don't like. But if you like the people, if you love the people, then get them the best in conservative merch. StuDoesMerch.com. we got great stuff up there. The campaign coming up. Uh, some great stuff for the next year that you're going to love. Santifa Claus. How, I mean, combining Santa Claus and Antifa is the way to go this Christmas season. Make sure to go there and get your stuff at StuDoesMerch.com. Code is Stu10. That'll save you 10%. Now, also... Glenn TV is coming up here in a little bit. You can subscribe to Blaze TV. They've upped the discount. Uh, usually uh, the promo code STU was 10 bucks off. Now it's 20 bucks off at blazetv.com slash STU. Promo code is STU. Get 20% off right now at blazetv.com slash STU. Now, if somebody says to you, hey, you want some of this pizza? What's the answer to that? The obvious answer to that is, of course, yes, shovel it in my mouth, get out of my way, give me more, right? Like all those things are very common. But what if I were to tell you it's a new Pizza Hut pizza in Hong Kong called Snake Pizza? Yes, it's Snake Pizza. Now, oddly, it's typical with CNN. That's actually not the right picture. This is the right picture of the Snake Pizza. Shredded snake meat and something called abalone sauce, which I had to look up. Um, I think you're gonna, you might say snake, I don't wanna eat snake on a pizza, but it's dried scallop extract, corn syrup solids, sugar, water, oyster sauce, soy sauce, and modified corn so uh, starch, all in one sauce with the snake meat on top. Dig in everybody.